morning to this week's edition of Coffee with Jim and James. James, before we get started, I need to tell a story of how Chris and I actually met. True story. Well, maybe. Years <laughs> back, I was in the swamps of Oklahoma. The swamps of Oklahoma. I was out there for days, maybe weeks. I was down to a lantern, pocket knife. I had a Hershey bar. I thought this was it. The alligators were coming in, the whole bit. Then all of a sudden, I heard this noise coming. It was loud. It was a motor. It was turning. And I'm like, what is that? All of a sudden, through the horizon, I saw a Ford Bronco. Backed up, big wheels, a whole bit. All of a sudden, this person comes driving up through the swamp with a trusty dog in his seat. He said, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm not okay. What are you doing here? He goes, well, we heard that somebody was lost and I'm always here to help somebody. And I said, what is your name? He goes, Chris. And then Chris looked at me and goes, what's your name? I said, Jim. He goes, well, how'd you get in this debacle? I said, that's a long story. I'm not even going to go there with that one. But that's how Chris and I met. Maybe, maybe not. James, with that, I'm going to hand it over to you to bring in our special guest this week because that story, even for me, is a little far-fetched. We've had a lot of requests of maybe us changing out and me going first. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's better for, to chase that or to lead that off. Um, the swamps of Oklahoma. Chris, welcome to the show. I don't even know what that means. Uh, but, but it was truish because I've seen the Bronco. I've, drove, I've driven the Bronco, actually. There you go. Never the same. That's why I brought in Chris is a huge car aficionado. He loves cars. He loves dogs. So I wanted to bring in the two things that are pat, he's passionate about. So Yes. Uh, Chris, what is the make and model? I mean, the whole, give us the lineup on the, on the Bronco. Well, Here, all there's that. been a couple, but the current one is a 74. We're going to get a picture and Amy's going to put it in the corner down there. I already know it. I would drive over. Yeah. No, awesome. anytime. Anytime you want to work on throwing some wrenches, let's go. Well, I don't know anything about that stuff. I trust you. Chris, <laughs> uh, it's really not why you're here today, but, but it is something cool about you. Chris, uh, instead of me talking about you, I know you like to talk about yourself. So <laughs> fill, fill our guests in on, on what you do. Obviously, you're, you're with Energy World Net. What you do for the team and a little bit of who, who Chris Isaacson is. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, yeah, uh, Energy World Net. I am the director of client solutions. And our whole job is making sure our clients have the best solutions and working with them and taking care of their needs. So I love it. Team loves it. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, sometimes late nights, early mornings, but that's what we're here for. So, Thank you. Yeah. Chris, you have a passion. And being serious, you mentioned the term client solutions. And I think it means a lot more than just two words. Our clients these days are very diverse with their needs, wants, and desires. Sure. Can you give a little insight as to how you, your team, as well as the whole EWN team works together, you know, with you to help meet the diverse needs and, and deliver the results that really are what the clients are looking for? Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Um, you know, we could probably sit back and say we develop all these great solutions, but at the end of the day, it's, it comes from the clients. Yeah. So really just working with them and listening and seeing how can we help their business be successful when they're successful or successful. Right. So it's really around, you know, why we name the team client solutions is, is the collaboration with each one of them and how can we help them 
their team, their external teams um, is what we're here for. So I think the passion comes from every day waking up and, and saying, hey, what can I do to help that next person? And that's going to be infectious to how they can help um, their team and, and so on and so forth. So it's a, uh, yeah, there's only two words, but it means a lot to everybody at uh, Energy World and our team specifically. So I, I just want to jump in real quick. One thing, Chris, I've, I've heard from the industry in regards to you specifically, and I'll share this, and it's come up a lot lately that you, I've been told that you just ask a lot of questions. <laughs> and, um, and that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. People yeah. like that you ask questions and questions and questions. Uh, and I bet that, you know, that's a driving force with you that, that, that desire to learn. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think every call or every discussion or every chat or every, you know, email, it's about learning twice as much as you're, you know, feeding back. I mean, we're here and we have great products and great solutions and it's not just the platform, it's everything that we do for them. Um, but the more we can learn, the better we can serve them as clients and, and future clients and in industry as a whole. So I think that's what's exciting about where we're at today is we have a very core and solid client base um, that I look as an extension to our team. You know, it's not just Energy World Net as who we are as an employed by, you know, our, our group, but it's more of every single one of our clients is a part of that. So that's what gets me excited is what can we do to help them in return helps us because we're learning just as probably even more than what they're learning. So that's, what's exciting. So there's a lot of momentum there, Chris, when we, you know, get, get closely, get in one of those, you know, relationships where working very closely with a client or even a potential client, we, mm -hmm. we find a lot of momentum there too. Once, once people get in there and I know it's something you were going to talk about probably here in a bit, but um, so, so there's a, a campaign, a mantra, you know, an internal mantra and even external in a way at, at energy world that, that really came out as we came out of our rebrand and that's um, the be brave mantra. So Chris, do you want to talk a little bit about that? I mean, it sounds funny, the brand guy asking you, but, but I think your team really personifies that and, and that collective, you know, client solution thought, that mentality, if you will. Sure. You, I think you encompass that and your team and, and our collective teams too. Do you want to talk on that a little bit? What that yeah. means to you and yeah, your sure. folks? When the whole Be Brave came out, like I was super excited for just the, the tagline Be Brave because that's what we talk about at every conversation we have with clients internally, discussions, external discussions is that's the way it is today, but that's not the way it has to be tomorrow, mm -hmm. right? So it's really around, we provide great solutions in this aspect, if it's operative qualification or, or safety or, or whatnot. But think, how could that adapt to different departments within that organization, other industries that we're currently not working with or maybe working with very uh, small bit? So the Be Brave initiative me as a company and, and especially on our team is always think maybe they're bringing this up because there is a better way, right? You know, we've, 
as we talk internally, we've done things a certain way so many years. Not saying that that way that we're doing today is bad or wrong, but being brave to say, have we thought about this way? Right. right? I think that's really what gets exciting is, and we embrace that. I feel like it's instilled in all of us across every department is it's okay to raise your hand and say, what about this? Right. If you're a new hire or if you've been here for 10 years, you know, yeah. so that's exciting to know that we instill that in our company. I, I truly believe that it kind of just radiates to our clients naturally. When we have these conversations, they're like, wait, you're not just saying no, you're saying, let's talk about it. Yeah. You know? right. We've heard yeah. no for the last three years yeah. from the current vendor or whoever, right? Yeah. And- I think it also shows off a bit of our diversity within our groups. We have such a diverse team to where, you know, sometimes in companies you get a little more, like you kind of get in a hiring rut where you're bringing people into the hive kind of. And I think we've kind of broke that a bit with our group. We have amazing people. That's the common thread but they're also diverse in what they bring to the table and strengths and passion and whatever it might look like. And so when you bring that forward in a, and you have the permission to be brave, to go out there, when you couple those things together, it's pretty impressive. I think with your group being one that spearheads a lot of the new ideas, obviously, but also collectively, right? I mean, again, I think, it's hard to look across our teams and not see somebody who is eyes wide open for opportunities to, to help clients. Yeah. And I think that's what you see also within our clients that we work with, right? right. Um, there are the, the clients that are regiment and this is the way we need to get it done. And we can work within those, you know, those lanes, right. but then there's the clients that are making the same changes that we are maybe just in a different aspect. Right. So how, to embrace their change and where they're going only allows us to think outside the box with them. Just like I said at the beginning is, yeah, it's, we're doing this together. You know, we're, we're a a piece in the puzzle of their bigger initiatives, just like third piece in our puzzle, but how big that piece is, how we determine it. Right. So. And it's very much two, two heads are better than one, but exponentially. Right. I mean, yeah. 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 That's great. Absolutely. Chris, you, you hit on a point there and I want to dive a little bit deeper into it. Yeah. And, and I, the point of this is over the last 12 months, we've seen a lot of change, mm-hmm. uh, needs, wants, desires, whatever you want to call it in the industry, you know, COVID, all these things. Yeah. And, you know, for an industry, the energy industry where people say, you know, moves very slowly but it moves and it, you know, bop, 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 you know, A to B, B yeah. to C. This last year, what, what have you seen as far as the needs, wants, and desires of the customers, the clients, the, the people in the energy industry? And what are the hot buttons that are kind of been knocking on your door where they're asking for, you know, maybe things that haven't been the typical for them in the past? Yeah, I think the, the one that, that's not shocking, but just exciting that's happened is, you know, we might work with a certain division or department or organization within that group. And from that relationship that we built with them, they've taken that to other organizations, even other companies, but specifically other organization or departments within their company that 
it's kind of opening the doors to saying, well, we've always done it this way. And especially with the last year, yep. it, they've had to think outside the box to say, you know, we, we have had to lay off some employees. We don't have the staff. We have now these requirements of, you know, distance and all that. So it's been exciting to see from the relationships we've built with, you know, specifically like the gas department, bringing in other departments and saying, hey, what are you guys doing over there? I hear you guys talking about this and expanding our services and solutions within the same company um, has been awesome. You know, not just on a, you know, a sales and revenue aspect, but now we're able to work with other groups that have different needs and different, you know, use cases that we're able to adapt what we currently have or enhance what we, you know, um, enhance the solutions that we have. So I think the big piece that we've seen over the last year is, and we're fortunate, I'll tell you that, uh, that companies have really embraced the technology yeah. more so than they might have if we weren't through 2020. So it's, it's fun, but at the same time, it goes back to the be brave, right? Is when you're having these conversations, you're talking different lingos now. And because that's their, you know, their lingo for their department. So it's now just kind of learning at the same time, probably learning more than they're learning from us. So in, in a very productive way, yeah. you know, people very want good. productivity to go up. They want people's, you know, safety aspects, their, their safety regimens to increase too. I mean, there's so many things. And when they do see it, uh, uh, a great thing happening. It's fun to see where it expands horizontally across the organization. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. Really yeah. now going. I think another neat man, and I hate to even call it, you know, something positive because of the situation that kind of put us, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, uh, not talking down on on the outcomes, but uh, one one kind of opportunity or byproduct that popped out of it too is that I think a lot of organizations were really scared of change, like all of us are, right? I mean, we, yeah. we, we do things path of least resistance sometimes, I mean, for a very specific reason. Yeah. But, sure. but this past year proved that, I mean, forced a lot of us to change in a lot of ways. And I feel like a little bit is people piling onto that going, you know what? Everything's dumped on its head right now anyway. Yeah, exactly. We're we're stuck in the office. You know, some people, essential or not, that that are in some of these roles, these decision-making roles, are looking at a workforce that is doing something they've never done. Yeah, they're they're looking at numbers, you know, because finances were something that were impacted, obviously, this year, and they're looking at new ways to do it because now they're looking at going. We're changing everything we know already. And so I think uh, there's been a little bit of momentum for change within our industry and beyond, you know, technology as a whole and adoption, because I mean, why not? Why yeah. not? We were worried about having to do this. We're having to do everything else. We're stuck in the office or, you know, whatever that looks like, let's get to work on making better processes and questioning it. So, um, you know, I, I, I've seen a lot of, of momentum in our industry and a lot of people hitting that big red button and going, I don't know, you yeah. know, maybe we should consider, you know, this person isn't saying no. 
right? Yeah. I think I think what it did is it kind of leveled the playing field for all employees. Hmm. Because now everybody got pushed into the same situation, working from home or, you know, right. you know, I have a, a dog that's my kid, but I, mean, I have, you know, friends and family that have, you know, kids. And now they went from, you know, working their, you know, 40 hours a week to now they're a, a parent, a teacher, still have their job. You know, there's a lot working, of people. Working 60 hours a week. Yeah. They never leave their house. Right. I mean, yeah. That's real. So, so it leveled everybody where it's like, guys, we're in this together. How can we make changes for the betterment personally for the company is really kind of twit, you know, like you said, turning on your head. It's not like this is how we do it anymore. It's like we all kind of like anybody have an idea being brave, right? right? Like everybody needs to bring ideas to the table because this is new. It's all of us, right? For sure. For sure. So, it's very new, and I, I think an interesting aspect of that uh, that I would argue that I think teams in a lot of ways have strengthened from it, mm-hmm. meaning that there, there used to be a comfort. Let's say you had a team of 10 people, and those 10 people went to an office every day. They waved to each other, went to their office, their cube, wherever it is, and did mm-hmm. their own thing. Waved. Oh, yeah, you know, James is over there. Chris is over there. Jim's over there. Yep. Then also we disbanded, and then people are like, well, I need to make sure I'm in contact. I got to let people know, you know, right. see what they're doing. All of a sudden the communication, I think increased. Sure. And, you know, I would argue that uh, a lot of uh, extreme positivity and team building even sure. got even deeper and stronger because of it. Jim, you're a product of that. You know, <laughs> I mean, really you, yeah. you were dislocated because of being remote and yeah. the pandemic has allowed us to connect obviously a lot more, which is weird, you know, since we kind of pulled back from the industry, but you're a result of that. Absolutely. Chris, Chris we finished the show. I, I hate to wrap up our time, but we've been on enough meetings together uh, <laughs> to know how long this could go. But Chris, we always wrap our show with a, with a question. And uh, I think you deserve the same question, but, uh, Chris, do you love what you do? Love it. Absolutely. Can't leave you on the hook. I mean, you can't just answer, I love it. And, and I mean, it. yeah. Why? I mean, absolutely love it. Why? I don't know. I mean, I would say the simple fact of helping people, right? It's internally and, and externally. Like, I get the most passion and excitement by, you know, having those one off conversations with employees, right? Yeah. Across departments. And we sit there and you start realizing, man, there's so much passion because we're all here for the same thing. We're helping our clients, but we're helping each other as well. So, I mean, that's what I love is, is, is the camaraderie with internal and external people. I mean, I don't, I don't really, yes, there is their clients and they pay us right there. That's kind of the separation, but we're always collaborating across. Chris, you, you are awesome about, I mean, you're a solutions provider within our building, if not more yeah. so, you know. So, um, you know, we just got off a meeting together where we were, we're building the future out. So yeah. uh, I, I love how it's not just an external money-making, you know, gimmick. That's something you guys do as a team, guys and gals do as a team effectively yeah. every single day. Yeah, love it. it shows, man. shows. It show. Appreciate it. it. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you on. I can attest to Chris's passion in the industry. 
uh, having the pipeline industry in my home, our home here. I know that he's made many a calls to the other party of this home about pipeline initiatives and such at all hours of the night. So <laughs> anyways, thank you, Chris, for joining us today. Yes. Uh, please follow Chris if you're on LinkedIn, if you're on another forum or another of the podcasts, hit the like button, follow us. We uh, appreciate each and every one of our audience members. Until next week on Coffee with Jim and James, stay safe and have a great week. Take care, everybody. See you guys.